Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 12th of July. Soaring power prices and climate change will be top of the agenda as high-level talks get underway today, analysing our nation's electricity system. It comes after months of uncertainty in Australia's power supply, causing widespread blackouts and soaring prices. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese will be joined by the US, Japan and Indian counterparts at the Sydney Energy Forum as part of the two-day discussions. Richie Merzian from the Australian Institute's Climate and Energy Program says energy security and decarbonisation will be a critical part of the talks. By switching to renewables, we are going to have a cleaner, hopefully cheaper and certainly more stable grid. And if we can do that as a region, then Australia can profit. Australia can become an energy superpower by exporting the solutions to climate change, not just the problems, which is how it's operated in the past. New warnings this morning, COVID cases and hospitalisation rates will skyrocket over the next few weeks as another wave sweeps across the country. News Corp is reporting latest modelling predicts 5,000 Australians could end up in hospital with COVID over the next few weeks, similar to the same level of the first Omicron wave in January. It comes as Queensland health authorities monitor a COVID-19 outbreak on a cruise ship sailing from Brisbane to Sydney. It's believed at least 100 guests and crew have already taken tested positive, all infected patients are now in isolation. A staffing crisis and bad weather are being blamed for more than half of all Qantas and Virgin flights being delayed or cancelled last week. The on-time performance for Qantas was 44%, while it was 43 for Virgin, and that's one of the worst rates on record. While passengers are being warned to brace for more chaos and delays at airports as school holidays in some states wrap up this week. Unions are Across the country are welcoming news the federal government has committed to a jobs and skills summit. The Prime Minister has confirmed a two-day event will be held at Parliament House in September with industry, unions, employee groups and government players to look at the big employment and wage challenges. Sally McManus from the ACTU says the meeting is a chance for real change. Make sure that, you know, um, our kids, the next generation are left something better because it's been neglected for far too long and it's led to a situation where we've got really low wage growth and we've got um, too many insecure jobs and all the problems that come with it. And the New South Wales Corruption Watchdog is considering launching an investigation into the circumstances surrounding the New York trade job for former State Deputy Premier John Barillaro. Yesterday, a parliamentary inquiry heard the position was initially offered to another candidate, Jenny West, before it was withdrawn about two months later, with Miss West alleging her boss offered this explanation. She told me that I would not be getting the Senior Trade and Investment Commissioner role for the Americas. Ms Brown said that the position, and this is a quote, will be a present for someone. Miss West was also made redundant the next month as a result of a restructure within Investment New South Wales. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to Victoria and a man who spent more than 20 years behind bars has now walked free from prison. Jason Roberts was yesterday acquitted of the 1998 murders of Victorian police officers Gary Silk and Rodney Miller. James Lake in Melbourne reports the verdict sent shockwaves throughout the force. 
During the marathon retrial Tash, 41-year-old Roberts insisted he wasn't there the night Rodney Miller and Gary Silk were fatally shot. After the four-month retrial, though, he was found not guilty, but only after spending more than two decades of his life behind bars. Victoria's Chief Commissioner of Police, Shane Patton, says it's a very difficult time now for the force. As a colleague who worked and played with Gary Silk, Sergeant Gary Silk, and also did a couple of jobs with Senior Constable Rod Miller, this decision is very disappointing. I was in a state this morning when I heard it. My first thoughts were for the families, the families we've known for 24 years. To WA now, and a Perth family has spoken of a terrifying dog attack after they suffered a number of serious injuries. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has the details from Perth. Yeah, that's right, Tash. Police say the dog attack in Perth South on Sunday night was horrific and a cone around its head potentially saved the owners. About Ivers family of three has been treated for multiple injuries after their three-year-old rescue Blue Healer lashed out. They described the scene as a bloodbath, saying they've been left traumatised over the incident and were treated to injuries on their neck and arms. Senior Sergeant Ian Francis says an officer had no other choice but to use his weapon who end the attack. We don't like harming animals, but um, given the circumstances, um, that, that level of force um, was required to reduce the threat to the family and to the officer himself trying to deal with that um, uh, horrific scene, as it turns out, with, uh, with the injury to the family members. Now, for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at CanStar. Effie, good morning. As many of us know, petrol prices have been skyrocketing right across the country. But there is some good news on the horizon? Yeah, there is. Well, that's according to a report I read late last night from Comsec. And basically, they're saying um, that we should see petrol prices fall. Now, according to the Australian Institute of Petroleum, the national average unleaded petrol price actually rose by just one cent to about $2.12. Um, and uh, a litre, and that's just below the record high. And as you point out, Tash, Melbourne and Darwin hit record highs. Now, Comsec says it costs the average family now just under $300 a month to fill up the car with petrol. That's about an extra $75-odd a month compared with the start of the year. But there is some good news. They're saying, or the report says, that motorists have been advised to delay filling up their tanks as prices are likely to ease. So probably top up rather than fill up. And look, they've seen basically an ease in international crude oil prices and domestic wholesale pump prices. And plus the benchmark Singapore and gas line price has fallen the biggest percentage falls in 26 months by yeah. about 12%. Fingers and toes crossed those prices come down very, very soon. Effie, also this morning, we've all wondered what our schools are worth. Some may say priceless, wouldn't they? Well, now there's a calculator <laughs> for it. There certainly is. And look, this has really come about because as the cost of living continues to climb, Tash, more and more of Aussies are turning to the share economy platforms as a way to inject a little more cash into their household budgets. So Airtask is pretty clever on this. It's caught on that and it's just launched a new tool called the Side Hustle Calculator to help Aussies see how much of their skills, what they could actually be worth. So you simply select the category you're in. Maybe it's gardening, cleaning, a courier, uh, a painter. 
you, you select the number of tasks you could do, the frequency, and then it uses the medium task price based on what the marketplace is paying and also accounts for this service fee. And it shows you what you could possibly earn as extra cash outside of your nine to five job. And just to let you know, the top four in-demand jobs are a removalist, expect $168 average per task, cleaning 183 general handiwork 354 is what the average task price is there and if you're good with the garden or lawn mowing pick up about 197 dollars per task so all the jobs at home we do effie who do we send that invoice to (laughs) oh gee not me (laughs) thanks so much effie thank you Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett. Plenty of footy news, of course, but let's start with cricket and the Aussie Test side has suffered a major meltdown against Sri Lanka. Yes, good morning, Tar. Sri Lanka pulled off one of its greatest ever victories over Australia, rolling the Aussies for just 151, claiming the second test by an innings and 39 runs in Gaul. It was spin that uh, brought the Aussies undone. Prabath Jayasuriya finished with 12 wickets for the match, the best by Sri Lankan debutant, and burnt reviews from Steve Smith and David Warner also cost them. Uh, it's Pat Cummins' first loss as skipper in 10 tests. Uh, yeah, I had plenty of chances over the last couple of days and didn't quite grab them and yeah unfortunately Sri Lanka too good. So the series ends in a one-all draw. One more sleep to the state of origin decider in rugby league and there's a lot of talk about selection for both New South Wales and Queensland. Let's start with the Blues and coach Brad Fittler has defended his decision to overlook Jack White and for Matt Burton. It's just what happens sometimes when they get injured. Jack's case he got COVID. I think with Burton just offers that a little bit more with kicking and a few different things so when you come into a side that's winning it sort of normally works in your favour. And Queensland captain Daily Cherry Evans is remaining tight-lipped over who will replace Cam Munster alongside him in the halves. We've got a real clear idea of who's where, so when the official team list come out an hour before kickoff, I'm sure that's when everyone else will find out. And Munster is out due to COVID. And we'll finish up with some AFL news. Swan superstar Lance Franklin is closing in on another milestone. He's three goals away from going past Gary Ablett Senior in fifth place on the all-time goal-kicking list. Coach John Longmire says they are two of the greatest ever showmen. Completely different player, obviously, to Lance. Uh, at his size and agility is a bit different, obviously, than most players. But their impact is very much the same as far as their impact on games. It'll be tough to do it this weekend. The Swans come up against one of the best defences in the AFL in Fremantle. Thanks so much, Brett. And Neighbours fans have had a sneak peek of the show's much-anticipated finale with new photos released of superstar Kylie Minogue and TV husband Jason Donovan's on-air reunion. The pair has been filming the return of characters Charlene and Scott on the show, but not much has been revealed about what their scenes will actually entail. The final ever episode of the show will air at the end of July. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you bright and early tomorrow. Listener.